0: The following poem is a poem many of you might recognize. You may write me down in history with your bitter twisted lies. You may tread me in the very dirt, but still like dust I'll rise. Does my sassiness upset you? Why are you so beset with gloom? Because I walk like I've got oil wells pumping in my living room just like moons and like suns with the certainty of tides just like hopes springing high still i rise do you want to see me broken bowed head and lowered eyes shoulders falling down like teardrops weakened by my soulful cries does my haughtiness offend you don't you take it awful hard cause i laugh like I got gold mines diggin' in my own backyard. You may shoot me with your words, you may cut me with your eyes, you may kill me with your hatefulness, but still, like air, I'll rise. Out of the huts of history's shame, I rise. Up from the path that rooted in pain, I rise. Like a black ocean, leaping and wide, welling and swelling, I bear in the tide, leaving nights of terror and fear, I rise into a daybreak that's wondrously clear, I rise, bringing the gifts that my ancestors gave, I am the dream and the hope of the slave, I rise, I rise, I rise. This is of course a poem by Maya Angelou, who was no stranger to fear and terror and heartbreak and all of the evils of racism and who died only a few years ago. You can read her life story on the internet. See what she had to contend with. See how she teaches us in her poetry today about what ascension meant to her personally. In her words, we find echoes of the past in the ascension of Jesus Christ, a deeply felt moment of glory, God's acknowledgement of his son's victory, and the victory of everyone who is a son and daughter of the Most High God. Today we celebrate the Feast of the Ascension, which has a permanent place in the Christian calendar exactly 40 days from Easter and which usually falls on a weekday. So in the Episcopal Church, Ascension Day, falling on a weekday, can be transferred to the first Sunday after that weekday, which is usually the seventh Sunday of Easter. The Feast of Ascension is essentially about a theological idea that all of us are on an ascending road to heaven or a descending road to hell. Today, of course, we no longer believe in the three-tiered universe of the Middle Ages with heaven up there, and earth right here and hell down there. But we retain the metaphors anyway as a simplified way of talking about some very real events and ideas. We no longer believe that the lights in the heavens are angels or that the big one is God or that they talk to one another. Every year around Christmas, my family likes to gather around the TV set and watch Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol, the old one, and Capra's It's a Wonderful Life. And in the Capra movie, when George Bailey gets into trouble, there are a lot of people praying for him. And you see a big star, God, in the sky lighting up as he talks to St. Joseph, who is another star flickering as it talks to God, and they send for Clarence the angel second class, who comes flying in like a shooting star to get assistance from God and Saint Joseph to help George on earth. Well, we no longer believe heavenly matters are structured quite that way, just as we no longer hide from the word pregnant, which later in the movie, It's a Wonderful Life, becomes an awkward moment precisely because the film censors of that day forced the actor, Jimmy Stewart playing George, to say the word stork. Unfortunately, we have moved on or ascended from all that. But the meaning remains. And many of us still find ourselves looking up when we pray. We look up even though we now talk of God as within each of us and within whom we live and move and have our being, as the theologian Paul Tillich described in the 1960s the ways in which we describe certain things, our metaphors have sometimes changed as we have changed. And we have learned more about this amazing and wondrous universe we inhabit. We have more understanding of the names of things and how they work, the what of things, even though we still seem to have some trouble with the why of things. And yet, We maintain some metaphors because they can still resonate with us. The student ascends the stage to receive her diploma. The president still ascends the steps of the Capitol to take the oath of office. We move up as things are doing well for us and move down when they are not. That motion of ascension continues to have meaning for us. We say in the Nicene Creed, Christ ascended into heaven to the right hand of God, the traditional place of honor to this day. We have lots of art depicting this Ascension event. Although I must admit, I sort of chuckle a little when I see a painting of the Ascension. It usually has the apostles sort of looking up at the upper edge of the canvas and just at the upper edge of the canvas, before it disappears, we see two feet dangling from the top Presumably, the body of Christ is now out of the picture. We mortals are sometimes struck describing momentous events of great meaning using human-sized objects that sometimes strain to carry the full weight of the meaning we strive to understand. And yet, we make the attempt anyway because what we experience is so important so real, so deeply felt, that we must attempt to share it with one another, hoping the metaphor will carry the importance, the grandeur, the awesome nature of the event. Well, what is this message of importance? A message so real, so deep, and so high, and so compelling, that to those who accept it, It becomes a road of transformation, a road of ascension to another realm. The I rise experience that Maya Angelou spoke of is one example of this road of transformation. The core teaching of Jesus the Christ is this, each one of you, and this is especially important to the youth of this parish who have before them Most of their lives yet unlived, each of you, warts and all, weaknesses as well as strengths, doubts and insecurities, as well as things you are sure about, things about yourselves that embarrass you or about which you are afraid, as well as inner confidence and higher aspirations, all of that together, all of it is a unique and irreplaceable aspect of the very nature of God herself all of it, a unique aspect of God's identity. You are the sons and daughters of the Most High God. You are born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God, as it says in the first chapter of St. John's Gospel. That is your identity. That is your calling. That is your road. That is your ascension and your rising and your exaltation. And you know when you are on that particular road by three things. First, your sense of overwhelming gratitude. Second, your ever growing sense of closeness to your fellow human beings. And thus of course, your growing closeness to God. And third, When you have all that, even though the road is rough and the days are long, you will find all of the lights on your road ahead strangely turning green. It is God's world, in spite of what others might tell you, and you belong to God. Listen to this passage from Isaiah. One of my favorite books in the Bible, and this passage in particular, So, chapter 43, look it up. But now, thus says the Lord who created you, he who formed you, do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name, you are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you, and through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through fire, you shall not be burned, and the flame shall not consume you. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior, because you are precious in my sight and honored, and I love you. Amen.